Hello, my name is Eli. I'm Garrison. And I'm Sam. And this is the 412 Christian Podcast. And we are so excited to have you on this very special guest with us tonight. And his, our special guest today is Ben Hayes, and he is the preacher at Highland Park Church of Christ, and he is also one of the hosts of the Helping Healing Humor podcast, and he is in the Ben, he's also the Ben in Ben and Travis. Uh, and like I said before, Ben, uh, we are so excited to have you on here, and uh, would you tell us how you are and um, a little more about yourself? And I'm doing great. I'm extremely excited to be with you guys and thankful, honored uh, to be asked to be on your podcast. And um, a little bit about myself. You've already mentioned I work with Highland Park. Um, I'm also a licensed professional counselor uh, and in, in more, have a little private practice here in the area and am a part of that podcast that you mentioned earlier. And so Stay busy with a lot of things. Uh, have five kids, so that keeps me running here and there and everywhere as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, you say you're honored to be on here, but the honor is all ours. We're, we're just so thankful that you would take time to be on the podcast with us, our growing podcast, and um, to talk with us about um, And so prayer, like I said, is our topic. Uh, prayer is so important in our lives, in our Christian walks. And um, to get us thinking about prayer, I wanted to start from James 5, verses 13 through 18. James 5, 13 through 18 says, If anyone among you is suffering, let him pray. Is anyone cheerful, let him sing psalms. Is anyone among you sick, let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick. And the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Confess your sins one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective prayer of a righteous man avails much. So it just is talking about prayer, 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 prayer. Prayer is so important in our lives. Praying for others, praying for strength for ourselves. Um, And so for our... um, biblical discussion of prayer tonight, uh, we wanted to focus on four different excerpts and examples of prayers that we see in the Bible. Um, Prayer is a personal conversation that we have with the Lord, and um, it's important for us to express our gratitude, our needs. It's it's important for us to pray for other people, pray for ourselves. And um, so we wanted to start with Ephesians 3, verses 14 through 21. Sam, if you'll read that for us and give us your thoughts. All right, sounds good. Uh, Like you said before, uh, Ephesians 3, 14 through 21. I'm reading from ESV. For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that you being rooted and grounded grounded in love may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, length, and height, and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly 
than all we what we ask or think according to the power at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. I really love that verse or that uh, portion of scripture. And a few things I was when I was studying this earlier, a few things that I got from this was and just in the beginning, uh, where where it reads in verse I guess it's fourteen. That's just just the beginning where it says for this reason I, I, for this reason I bow my knees before the Father. That's one important thing. Whatever personally when I, when I pray, but when I have when I put pray prayer in the morning or not, I try to like do that, which because that, that I guess in the like in one of our future um, portions of the text we do talk about that. I think that's one really important thing with prayer. And in the beginning of the text, that uh, Paul is bowing his knees before God, and this really shows the shows the true humility he wanted to have before he began his prayer to God. And uh, one thing also is I love how he prays to God to give us strength to understand God's word. And when we pray, it helps us to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And prayer can also help us to be, can become encouraged to study and read more and just become more, I guess, fluent or more, become just to know more about his word. And that helps to just fill the spirit, helps the spirit become filled in us. But that's all I got from that. Do you have anything, Garrison? Yeah, so, uh, totally. So, uh, looking at this passage in in my Bible, it's a study Bible, the Apologetics Press Bible. Uh, the heading here is is appreciation for the mystery. So the mystery of the the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you may be able to fill with the, all the fullness of God. And uh, verse nineteen is the mystery we're talking about here. Um, and and I just think it's it's amazing that um. The, the humility that, that Paul does portray here and uh, the thankfulness that he's um, expressing in his prayer, um, that Jesus is so great, uh, so gracious that according to the riches of his glory, as the, as the passage says, he allows the spirit to live in us and Christ through the spirit lives in our hearts so that we can know the magnitude of Christ's love for us. Um, I just think that's a beautiful thing that we that we have the Spirit living in us, who intercedes for us, who talks to the Father for us, um, that that knows our deepest groanings and our deepest grumblings. Um, and I think it's a very a special thing that we can express that in prayer to God. Uh, and so um, that's what I got for that. Yeah, I I agree with everything you have to say there. Uh, I got some things out of this too. Uh, I think it's a very powerful prayer that's in Scripture. And my heading for the Bible that I was in, it was it said, uh, "It it is about spiritual strength." That's what my heading for the those verses say. And in verse sixteen, I kind of feel like that it makes it really simple and brought out it says that according to do to the riches of of his glory he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being and so like i said i feel like that the it explains the heading pretty straightforward through that verse um but also i in verse 19 kind of like you garrison i i'm mentioning this verse too because i just think it's really good um it says where it prays that we know that the love of Christ surpasses knowledge. Like that is just like, to me, that's just mind blowing. It's like 
Christ surpasses the love of Christ surpasses even what you can think. And like, that's just like, it's not comprehensible like it's saying. So it's just really tough to think about. They're like, mm-hmm. wow, God loves us so much that we can't even fathom how much he actually loves us. But that's what I got for that. I've got, if y'all don't mind me interjecting, um, I've got this, little, I got this little quote written down in my Bible in the notes, and it's from William Cowper. And it says, Satan trembles when he sees the weakest saint upon his knees. So, you know, this this concept of even Satan trembles when he sees us getting ready to pray because there's a power behind it. Um, and and as y'all are talking about the, the knowledge that, you know, the, the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, in verse 20 he says, and he's able to do far more abundantly all than we can ask or think. So not only does his love surpass our knowledge, but what he's capable of surpasses our knowledge. So um, just just a really cool verse. That's that's a that's a beautiful picture. Um, I, I mean, I, I love that. I love that uh, quote so much. Um, and so I'll I'll go ahead and move on to the next passage. Um, thankful for the power of Christ and of uh, His love of what He can do for us in Ephesians three. Uh, but I'll go ahead and move on to Matthew six. Matthew six verses five through fourteen, uh, the model prayer in in the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, I'm reading from the New King James Version. Matthew 6, 5 through 14. And when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets, that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you go pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to, pray to your Father who is in the secret place. And your Father who sees in secret Will reward, will reward you openly. And when you pray, do not use vain repetition, repetitions as the heathens do, for when they think that they will be heard for, for their many words. Therefore, do not be like them, for your Father knows the things you need before you ask them. In this manner, therefore, pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we are forgiving our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. For if you forgive forgive men their trespasses, your your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. wonderful uh wonderful model for us to pray uh and i just i when i was reading this and 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 meditating on it i just wanted to break it down uh just how jesus prays this is how we should pray and uh, a simple bullet point list is he starts with praise for the father second he prays for the kingdom second we pray for our needs third We'll pray for forgiveness and strength to forgive, for our forgiveness and for strength to forgive others. And then pray for protection and for guidance. 
And last, you praise the Father again. So praise for the kingdom, for our needs, for forgiveness, for protection, and more praise. So I think that's awesome. Um, a couple of things that I have gotten from this prayer and this scripture we've read. Um, actually, I think it's verse five or six. I can't remember for sure. I don't have pulled it have it pulled up right now, but that's right before he starts the prayer. And I feel like some of that is really key because it is saying you do not need to show your praying uh, out in public. You don't need to boast about it um, because that's not what prayer is for. Um, you aren't like. It said in one of the verses, I, I can't remember which one for sure, it says, go, in, go into hiding. Um, so that, that makes me think, like, just pray to, your, pray to yourself because that's a time for you to talk to God. It's not for you and somebody else to listen to you while you're talking to God. To like, so that way it's like, oh, he's always praising God kind of thing. It's more of like, no, like you don't have to show that you you're praying just to get praise from other people. Cause that's just, like I said, your time with you and God, um, because at the end of the day, it doesn't have to be like rehearsed. It's not like you're, um, going, going for it for show. It's, it's just what's on your heart because God really just wants what's from the heart and not something that you just pray over and over again, the same stuff, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, also that's, like, in the last discussion, on our last verse, we was talking about, like, God, or not God, Paul kneeling and being, um, like, showing his humility towards God, and that's also, like, when he was talking about in verse 5 and 6, where, like, they go into, like, say, they go into a room and just to have your, it's just to have the, your time with God, because that's what's, it's not, like you was saying, it's not for your glory, it's, it's not for your friend's glory, like whatever it is, it's for God's glory. It's for, cause you're there to talk to God, to thank him. And like, cause it's, that's kind of the first five and six is kind of like introducing the Lord's prayer that is like in the next, like two couple of verses. And it's like talking about like what you're supposed to do before you pray. And, um, cause he, cause I've heard, I feel like I've heard the Lord's prayer my whole life. Cause it's just what, it's been a very influential prayer for everybody. Whatever I have, like, really like talked about more in depth like beginning of the of the chapter what it talks about but um i think this prayer really helps or this prayer uh by jesus really helps us to give us the confidence to live for god because we're it really just kind of sums up everything in our lives because it talks about like praying for the kingdom praying for what we have praying for others it's just this kind of helps you to give like it's the model prayer, like the outline. It gets like the outline for a prayer, which is it's not supposed to be like a perfect prayer, but it's just like helps to like helps either whether it be young believers or old believers to have just a way to just a good way to pray to God, and uh, which all prayers are good. Other than that, and um, I think this prayer also helps us to um, help us to have comments to live for God and to serve others, because that's one of the most important things in our lives, and. Uh, this verse can also help us to trust God more because he, like, even before we start praying, like, I think it was in verse 8. It says, uh, no, it's, is it verse 8? I don't know. Well, yeah, it is. Uh, Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. 
even if like you feel like you're what you're praying right now is not worthy to God, like he already knows, or if you're like feeling like you haven't prayed enough or you haven't felt, prayed for the right reason, like God knows why you're praying. Mm-hmm. And even if you're like struggling about something, it's just like, you're like, like I want to pray to him, but it's just like, I'm just confused right now. It's like, he already knows. And like, if you really need to pray to him, just pray. Like, you don't have to be embarrassed to pray. Cause I know with some of with friends, like if you're going to talk about something you're struggling with, like it can be hard. Like, cause you're like, I don't even see me as like, doing that certain sin or doing that certain thing in life but god doesn't care he he already knows but when you admit your sin it's just like just a blanket of heaping coals off your back that was a lot but that's what i was getting from that verse <laughs> but hey if you like if you move on or if y'all have anything with this if you have anything ben i was just gonna say it's interesting because he says don't practice your your righteousness before people just to be seen so you're not praying to be seen you're not praying to be heard but yet at the end of the verse he says verse 14 if you forgive others their trespasses your heavenly father will forgive you so there's this expectation to live like you pray so you're not being you're not trying to be seen it's more like a matthew um chapter 5 where he talks about in verse 16, you know, let your light so shine before men that they see your good works and glorify him. It's not to, for you to be glorified, but you're living like God because if you're forgiving people, even when they don't deserve it, you're being like God. And mm-hmm. so live like him. You don't live to be seen, but you live like you pray. And and so if you're praying for those things, you need to live it and and be the very thing you're asking God, you know, for you to, or for him to do, you have to do to the people around you. It's a big challenge. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> all right, well, if that's all, we'll move on to the third prayer of the night from Scripture, and it'll be from 1 Samuel 2, 1 through 10. First Samuel 2, 1 through 10. And it, I'm reading from the ESV. And the little heading before it is called Hannah's Prayer. And Hannah prayed and said, My heart exalts in the Lord. My horn is exalted in the Lord. My mouth derides my enemies because I rejoice in your salvation. There is none holy like the Lord, for there is none besides you. There is no rock like our God. Talk no more so very proudly. Let not arrogance come from your mouth. For the Lord is a God of knowledge, and by him actions are weighed. The bows of the mighty are broken, but the the feeble bind on strength. Those who are full have hired themselves out for bread, but those who are hungry have ceased to hunger. The barren has borne seven, but she who has many children is forlorn. The Lord kills and brings brings to life. He brings down to Sheol and raises up. The Lord makes poor and makes rich. He brings low and exalt, and he exalts. He raises up the poor from the, from the dust. He lifts the needy from the ash heap to make them sit with princes and inherit a seat of honor. For the pillars of the earth are the Lord's, and on them he has set the world. He will guard the feet of his faithful ones, but the wicked, but the wicked shall be cut off in darkness. For not... By might shall be shall man prevail. The adversaries of the Lord shall be broken to pieces. Against them he will thunder in heaven. The Lord will judge the ends of the earth. 
He will give strength to his king and exalt the horn of his anointed. So let's my what I kind of thought about this is uh, let's go all the way to verse eight, um, where it says he raises up the poor from the dust. He lifts the needy from the ash heap to make them sit with princes. And I just um, I just kind of thought like that's kind of crazy it shows that you you don't have to be high up already you don't have to have a lot of money you don't have to you know not live in poverty because you know everybody can inherit the kingdom as long as they follow him and it's and it's just i think it's good to people that maybe aren't haven't been believers their whole life too it's like you can start believing now and you're still not too late um that's why i got out of verse eight but then scroll down here or turn in your Bibles a little bit further in verse nine, where it says he will guard the feet of his faithful ones, but the wicked shall be cut off in darkness. It shows that if you're faithful to him, he will guard you. But if you, if you start going towards the devil, then he will, uh, he will cut you off. Um, Cause it says right here, it says for not by might shall a man prevail. Um, so if you live of the world, then he will cut you off. But if you live for him, he will guard you at all times. Uh, that That's just a couple of things that I got from that prayer. Uh, when I was reading the story, it was a long prayer. I was, which, I mean, maybe just been my Bible. I think it was just my Bible. It just seemed like it was long. Cause it was like all one column. Uh, but it, it was kind of all, one, I don't know. But uh, really what I got from this prayer, it was really powerful. I think it was really powerful because most of the prayer was just, her love and the way she was ex- her love and the way she was ex- expressing her thankfulness for the Lord and what she what he's done in her life and um, uh, also I forget which verse it is because I heard it earlier like so I was just listening I forget where it was but it was talking about how she expresses that no arrogance should come from my mouth towards the Lord and I think what that was saying I think it was talking about how like when you pray don't to pray out of arrogance like to try to which we talked about in the last uh, set of verses. I'll do it for. It's your, verse not, three. Was it verse three? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Let no arrogance come from mouth. Because it's like you're praying to praise him, or you're praying for like for forgiveness. You're trying to get help from him. But, like you're not praying just to get other people to try to make you look, or like try to people to be like, oh wow, he's praying and t- saying all this stuff. Da da da. But um. One thing also stuck out stuck out to me was in verse I think it was six to like ten pretty much. It was just a lot of like her like upbringing. I guess that's maybe the right word. I don't know what word I'm trying to say. Like trying to praise. I guess it was just praising him. Like for all the things he's done, what all the things he can do, just showing how powerful he is. Like he can make the poor to rich, bring the low, <clears throat> like bring the poor from the dust. And it's just like talking about how like you can come from it, like Eli was saying, like you can come from anything and still have that power in Jesus. It's really great how what the Lord can do for us. And um if we stay with him, we can be strengthened in so many ways, whether it's physically or spiritually. And I think that was in the end oh yeah, he will guard the feet of his faithful ones, but the wicked shall be cut off in darkness. Is that even if you feel like you're just not with God and like He's not there for you, and you just just feel lost. Like he's there for you. 
if you're living for him. That's one of the most important things, just, just to live for him and not for this world. Because even though this world may offer you, you know, this world offers you very limited things. Which that's how we are as, as the generation we are. We're like we want everything fast and limited. And it's kind of, but but like the Lord, it's like everything's forever. And we just need to get, we need to wrap our mind around that. And that's what was going through my mind when I was reading that. What even if, even if, oh, sorry, uh, but. Even if you, I just thought about this, but even if you have turned away from God, though, it's not like it's a closed invitation. Like once you mm-hmm. turn away from him, you can never come back. And that's what's also powerful that I get from this prayer. Um, after I've thought about it for a few more minutes here, it's like he will accept you back and he'll turn you from being cut off and into the darkness to right there back um, going to heaven and having all this stuff uh, when you get mm-hmm. there. Because, like, the Lord can't be with darkness because that's of the devil. And, like, whenever you turn back, he's right there for, with you. But he has to turn. He, has, he can't be with darkness. He's the light. Um, I, I'm really glad that y'all talked about the substance of the prayer and, like, what she's saying. But I, I was really thinking about uh, looking at it from a different perspective and thinking about what she's doing. You know, she's praising God for his his might and his power and his love and his uh all the things we can't understand i i don't understand god i just know that i'm blessed by god and that uh he does so much for me that i don't i don't know and i don't understand and i can't i can't thank him enough for but um just just to think it is not enough we need to like Hannah's doing, um, thank thank him uh, for everything he's doing, everything that we can express. Um, thank God for the beautiful sky that we see. Thank God for his grace. Thank God for um, protecting us when we drive down the road. Thank God for our food. Every minute blessing that we that we take for granted that we don't notice. Um, we just need to express it to God uh, with all we have because we are mites in his, in his presence. Well, see, and it's, one thing too, sorry, uh, I was saying about this. It's not a, it's not a one way road. Like it's not everything good comes from God. Yes. But it's like, you got to give back to him too. It's not like, Oh, mm-hmm. you get everything and expect nothing in return. But yes, he does give you a lot of things that you're never going to be able to repay. Like Jesus dying on the cross for our sins, but it's like, you got to give a little bit too. You can't, like we've been talking about, you can't just completely turn away from them once you get baptized and stuff. And you're like, Oh, I've done everything I I can. Like I can't go out and teach and evangelize and stuff like that. No, it's a two way street now. Um, Mm -hmm. It's you give, but you also, you receive, but you also got to give back. So, you know, when I think think about, about... go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, you're good, you're good, go ahead. Well, you know, one of the things you guys haven't talked about with this is the context of it. Um, You've got this lady who in chapter one is accused of being drunk (laughs) because, Mm -hmm. you know, she's, she's praying so desperately for a child. And, you know, we've just gotten through with Mother's Day, and there's a lot of women who've been through this very similar thing. Um, 
and she's praying and she's praying and she's praying and, and Eli, I think Eli, not, not our Eli here, but the priest Eli, <laughs> um, Eli thinks she's drunk in verse 14. And he's like, put your wine away from you, woman. Why are you drunk? You know? And she says, no, my Lord, I'm a woman troubled in spirit. I've drunk neither wine nor mm -hmm. strong drink, but I've been pouring out my soul before the Lord. And to me, when people go, what is prayer? And prayer is a lot of things, but this is one of my favorite descriptions of it. It's me pouring out my soul to him. And so when God gives her a child, then she comes back in chapter 2, and she has this amazing prayer where I've got, I have a tendency to just make notes and outline, you know, things in my, uh, in my Bible, and I've got, you know, there's excitement in the Lord. I exult. There's a strength in the Lord, the reference to the horn. There's confidence in the Lord uh, in verse 1. All those are in verse 1. Verse 2, there's security in the Lord. Verse 4, there's humility in the Lord. Uh, verse 5, there's provision in the Lord. Verse 6 through 8, there's power in the Lord. And then verses 9 and 10, there's, there's protection in the Lord. And so she's going, look, all these things that, I was feeling before I was pouring out my soul. Now I'm going to pour it out in what you guys were talking about in praise. I'm going to be thankful for what God has done for mm -hmm. me before I was hurting, but I was petitioning God. Now I'm praising God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So both in good times and bad, she's going to God, which is a good little mm -hmm. thing for us to remember. It's not just for the good times. and It's not just for the bad times. Mm hmm. Yeah, that's perfect. Well, hey, if y'all don't have anything else, I'm going to um, read this next one I have, um, which is Psalm 51. And I'm going to be reading from the ESV. So if y'all already uh, read this first little bit that says, To the choir master, a psalm of David, when Nathan the prophet went to him after he'd gone into Bathsheba. Have mercy on me, O God. According to your steadfast love, according to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is over before me, or as ever before me. Against you, you only, have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight, so that you may be justified in your words and blameless in your judgment. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, you delight in truth. Your de Behold, you delight in truth in the inward being. And you teach me in wisdom in the secret heart. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have broken rejoice. Hide your face from your sins, and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence, and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and uphold me with a will and spirit then i will teach transgressors your ways and sinners will return to you deliver me from blood guiltiness O god O god of my salvation and my tongue will sing along or aloud of your righteousness O lord open my lips and my mouth will declare your praise for you will not for you will not delight in sacrifice or i will, will give it and you will not be pleased with a burnt offering the sacrifices of god are a broken spirit a broken and contrite heart, O oh God, you will not despise. Do good design and your good pleasure. Build up 
the walls of Jerusalem. Then will you delight in right sacrifices and burnt offerings and whole burnt offerings. The bulls will be offered on your altar. That was a long verse. That was a lot. Yeah. Ooh, can I have a breath? Doing that. <laughs> but uh, really, this one of the things that really stuck out. It's just, it seems kind of basic, but it stuck out me for years because, like, ever since middle school, we've sang, um, I forget, I know, like, we sang this song, but I forget what it's called. I think Created it's Created Clean Heart. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought it was yeah. called. That's really, it's it's a really encouraging song. Because I, when I lead sing it, it's, it's, you don't get as much of a feeling when you sing it, but when you're actually experiencing it within the crowd of people, it's just really strong. But that's in verses 10 where it says, Create me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence, and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and uphold me with a willing spirit. But uh, it's really encouraging verse by David pleading for his forgiveness from God. Because I had, I believe this, because I had known this before, but like kind of before when it talked about the beginning, where it talked about how he had uh, had a, an affair with Bathsheba, and then David sent her husband to war, and he died. And this is just really on his heart. That was really on David's heart, and he couldn't, he couldn't stand it. And so he went to God in prayer to ask for forgiveness. Because I mean, I couldn't that I couldn't have had that in my heart without having God. And uh, when we commit sin, if we have the same willingness to help us grow, it can it gives us the same willingness to help us grow even stronger as a Christian. Like because when we're when we when we commit sin and we if we feel that ache in our heart, that it's like. I want to get better so I can do better for God because that's why we're that's why we feel bad because we know God hurts when we sin because He can't be partisan but we we hurt when He um, when we turn away from Him. But you, you got anything from that? Yeah, actually, um, for the most part, you've hit every point that uh, I was <laughs> I was going to talk about. Um, but like you were saying. At the beginning, I really see this. It's uh, it's not a prayer for praise or anything like that. It's he's more. It's he's coming to him because he knows he messed up, and he's uh, he's praying for that forgiveness. Uh, because prayer is prayer is very powerful, and this has a little bit to do with the ver the verses, but it's also it's so powerful that you can pray about things, and God can has the power to fix it, and He can also give you things through prayer and it's not he can bless you and he's going to forgive you if you pray about it so it's like two different concepts of the way you can pray and what you get from each prayer um but another thing that i was going to talk that i was that i had on my points was the create me a clean heart song because that's actually when i saw this is it was actually the uh the header of my of this scripture it says create me a clean heart oh god that's the heading and that just made me immediately think about the song. And like you said, uh, what was it? Yeah, in verse 10 where it says, where it talks about, or in scripture, and that's kind of what, that's where we get this song from. Um, but like you said too, I feel like that's a really powerful song. It always hits you when you're in the crowd listening to it and even singing with it um, because it's, you're like, there's so much power with God that he can just, he can renew your spirit like right there once you pray about it. That, that's what I got. But yeah. um, Again, I was thinking about, I love the substance of what David's saying here, but I'm thinking about, again, what he, what is he doing and how is he going about this? Um, and 
we've talked a lot in each one of the passages about uh, the mindset of of your prayer, and Ben brought up uh, Hannah pouring out her soul in in the First Samuel passage, um, and I really think uh, prayer is all about humbling ourselves in the presence of God because that's where we are in, in prayer. We're talking to God. We're in the presence of God, so we have to humble ourselves, come to the feet of God in humility, and um, David's at, at the lowest of lows. He knows he's messed up. He knows he needs God. So he's um, uh, he's taken all of his thoughts and and his he's pouring out his soul to the Lord. And and um, our hearts have to be right in that in that instance when we're in prayer, when we are um, bearing our soul to the Lord. We have to we have we have to know that it's not about us. Prayer is about um, giving back our, our deepest groanings um, to the Lord. So I really think I, – I really try to think about is my heart right when I'm going into prayer? Uh, just take time to clear your mind and to bear your soul to the Lord. That's the least we can do. Mm-hmm. There's some great stuff in this, and, you know, I've got a note that from a prayer, just a quote from a prayer that Luke Phillips, you guys know Luke, um, I didn't even remember this, but it was right here with this, and it just simply said, thank you for those who have had their hearts broken, um, and that was his prayer at Maywood in 2021, so it was last year, um, and it's just this idea of you know, and, and I put a note, where else do you hear that phrase but with Christians? You know, we live in a cancel culture mm-hmm. where the moment you make a mistake, you're canceled. And yet you've got this prayer from David, and there's a lot of passages, uh, or there's a lot of things that David did, but the one that kind of got held over his head was this one. Even in his, kind of at the end of his life, his eulogy, it says, you know, he he walked in the sight of the Lord. He did all that was right in the sight of the Lord, except in the case of Uriah the Hittite, you know, which is the husband of yeah. Bathsheba. So there's this, you know, this kind of held over his head, but he was still known as the man after God's own heart. He did wrong, but he wasn't canceled, mm-hmm. you know, because if we come with a broken heart, then God forgives. And as Christians, we've already read in Matthew 6, we forgive, you know, and we don't live as Christians in a cancel culture. So uh, a pretty cool uh, prayer that Luke prayed that connects to that. Mm-hmm. After you were, when you said about the cancel culture, kind of what you said there at the end, I was thinking like, yeah, I, I'm sure, I sure am glad God does not, is does not live by our ways. And it's like, <laughs> he, he doesn't live by cancel cu- culture status. Cause man, if we, if he were in trouble, that, nobody, yeah, nobody, <laughs> would, nobody would make it. We would all already be canceled. Ben, we thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the podcast and um, for your thoughts and for uh, giving us a lot to think about. Uh, I've, I know it's personally impacted me a lot and given me a lot to think about. And it's been a great episode for me to hear myself. Uh, and I know it will be for our listeners. 
so with that, would you mind close us in, close us closing us out in a prayer? I would I would love to, and let me say uh, to you guys, I appreciate you. I appreciate this opportunity, and um, praying for this podcast to continue to do just really amazing and awesome things. And uh, you guys are an inspiration for what you're doing. So um, just thanks for thanks for letting me be a part of it. Thank you, man. Well, let's uh, let's go to God in prayer. Father, we thank you for the day that you have given to us and, Father, for the opportunities that you give us. Father, I'm thankful for these young guys that are devoting themselves to you, uh, that they are devoting themselves to those good works and um, attempting and uh, to, to reach people and encourage people, uh, not with their own words, but with your words. And, and we're thankful that you have given us that word and and that it makes such an impact on our lives and father we're thankful that you've given us the avenue of prayer that through prayer we can express uh, as garrison has mentioned several times just the expression that we're able to give to you uh, whether it's coming to you in humility and coming to you in praise uh, coming to you with our frustrations father we recognize that you are big enough to handle our complaints and our frustrations and our hurt, and we're thankful that you um, have always wanted us to communicate whatever those needs are and whatever those uh, feelings are that we have. And Father, thank you for the examples of Hannah, uh, of David, of Paul, and, and of Jesus who have shown us what it's like to pray and have shown us what it's like to accept the prayers that you have the answers that you have given us to those prayers. Father, help us as we move throughout our lives, as we as we grow, as we uh, mature. Help us to understand more and more that connection that we have with you. And thank you for uh, always giving to us as we pray and, and giving us a part of you. Father, thank you for loving us. Thank you for Jesus and the sacrifice that he's made for us. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Ben, again, for being on the podcast with us tonight and for giving us your thoughts um, and for praying for us tonight. Uh, and I, I hope that uh, your prayer and uh, our, our talk of prayer will will uh, strengthen each one of our prayer lives and our listeners. And to our listeners, we thank you very much for listening to this podcast. Uh, you're a blessing to us, and we we hope that we can be a blessing to you. Um, so if you have any questions at all, uh, we'd love to answer them. We'd love to ask our guests uh, for questions. Uh, join our Facebook group. Um, uh, respond to us on Spotify or our Instagram at the 412 Christian Podcast, and we want to connect with you. That's one thing we really, really uh, want to push is audience participation. So if you have any questions at all, please send them in, and we would love to answer them from our knowledge and from our Bibles. See you next time on the 412 Christian Podcast.